Welcome everyone to the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, the podcast of J. Gordon Duncan. And if you're wondering why the J, the answer is, I am not a bagpipe player. And if that joke doesn't make any sense to you, please check out episode zero, why I talk about why I have to go by J. Gordon Duncan. But honestly, uh, no one calls me J. Uh, my name is Gordon, and I look forward to talking to you each and every week. Thank you everyone who has been tuning in. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the likes and the shares. Um, I appreciate it, and I'm going to do my best to provide content that would be encouraging to you, uh, that would be challenging to you. The challenging part comes uh, from the name, This Is Gonna Hurt. The reason I call the podcast, This Is Gonna Hurt, is this. Uh, We talk about one of four things, at least, every single time we get together. We talk about faith, we talk about family, we talk about our finances, and we talk about fitness. And in those areas, if we're going to make any lasting change, it's going to hurt. It's going to be difficult because getting out of the patterns that we're in means that we're going to have to embrace new ones and walk away from those that are not good for us. And those always come through pain and struggle, but that's what's necessary for good and lasting change. Well, in this podcast, I want to take up uh, what can be, among some, a controversial topic, but among others, it would almost seem to be common sense. And that question is this. Should a spouse, or does the the Bible uh, endorse or allow a spouse uh, to divorce in the case of physical abuse? Now, this may be common sense. If you're outside the church, you might say, well, of course, if you're being abused, uh, you should leave your spouse. And the church has made this pretty difficult. It's made it pretty difficult because the church has not definitively said that it's on the side of protecting those who are being physically abused. This topic came up recently when Paige Patterson, uh, some things that he had said a few years ago became public. Uh, Paige Patterson, if you don't know who he is, is the president of the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And he is the launching point, or at least his making the news, is the launching point for this conversation. I'm just going to share with what he said, and I'm going to really move into what I think is my biblical opinion on those things. So this is not necessarily a podcast about him. But here's what happened. Uh, It was discovered in some uh, recordings of where he spoke a few years ago about whether he would um, encourage a woman who's being physically abused, to leave her husband or to divorce him. And he shared a story uh, from 2000 where a woman was being physically abused, beaten by her husband. And what what he said to her, what he counseled to her was this, that at night what she should do is she should get beside her bed and pray for him. Well, that's what this woman did. And when the husband discovered that she was praying for him, that husband beat her again. And she arrived at church beaten and bruised. And she asked Paige Patterson, are you happy? And what came about was the husband eventually came to church and professed faith in Jesus Christ. And so ultimately in the outworking of those things, Paige Patterson said he was happy. Well, here is what I want to say about those things. First of all, 
my heart breaks for that woman who was beaten. And I don't think any man or woman uh, in a relationship or in a marriage is obligated to remain in being beaten. Patterson recently clarified his remarks and said that he would uh, encourage the one woman towards safety, uh, but in, in those things, uh, where he is in those things are not very clear. Well, I'd like to be clear. First of all, the, the Bible uh, is clear that God hates divorce. But the Bible offers uh, two times in which divorce uh, is allowed. One is in the case of marital unfaithfulness. If a spouse is unfaithful, the hurt spouse has a right to, to file for divorce, biblically. And the other is in the case, excuse me, that, that passage, the, that comes um, from uh, the promises that we find in Matthew 19, with Jesus saying that uh, unfaithfulness um, is justification for divorce. The other comes up in 1 Corinthians 7. And in 1 Corinthians 7, uh, Paul goes on to explain that if a believing spouse is married to an unbelieving spouse, that they're not enslaved to that relationship. And if the unbelieving spouse wants to leave, then the believing spouse uh, can divorce uh, without concern or guilt or conviction. Those are the two instances in Scripture. Now, in a first reading, you might think, well, then, Gordon, that would say that the Bible is okay for a woman to remain in an abusive relationship. But I don't think so. I don't think so. First of all, if uh, someone came to me specifically, and I'm going to speak specifically to uh, wives, if a wife came to me and told me that she was being beaten, my immediate counsel would be to have the man arrested because he needs to go to jail, because he's a criminal. My immediate counsel is for her safety and not to counsel anyone to return to a physically abusive relationship for the wife's sake and, and, and obviously for the children as well. Uh, an abuser is an abuser. So my first counsel is that he needs to be arrested. I would also encourage her in the next step uh, towards a formal separation. Because abuse is a sin. And I think that a spouse needs to be protected. And churches should come around those who are seeking safety from those situations. But if if trying to figure out where those things go for in terms of divorce, in terms of the provisions in Matthew 19 and 1 Corinthians 7, I would offer this. Matthew 7 says that if the unbeliever... If the unbeliever wants to leave, if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. And that the believing spouse is not enslaved. Well, I would offer that an abusing spouse is proving themselves to be an unbeliever and is separating. They're not keeping the marital vow. Might relationships be reconciled? Yes. Have they been reconciled? Yes. But if if this situation continues, if this situation uh, is not a reconciled, excuse me, a reconciled, there's absolutely no reason 
for anyone to stay in that relationship. None whatsoever. If a spouse is abusive, they're not living as a Christian should live. They're abusing their spouse, and the believer is not enslaved to that relationship whatsoever. I recognize that many pastors would not agree with me on this, and I'm okay with that. I recognize that many Christians would disagree with me, and if they disagree with me, that's fine as well. My primary concern is that no one needs to remain in abusive relationships. They do not. If the conscience of a Christian comes across, uh, if the conscience is expressed in such a way that they don't feel like they have a right to divorce, then I would encourage them will remain separated. But no one is obligated to return to an abusive relationship. No one is obligated to return over and over again to be beaten by someone. The first step, my first counsel, call the police. I actually have a question for that. First question is, are you safe right now? Let's call the police. Churches do not need to foster abusive relationships in any way. And if a, an abused spouse approaches their pastor or their church and don't find safety there, then why in the world would they trust their counsel in any other area? I'm sure Paige Patterson is going to find some opportunity to perhaps clarify his remarks, to go into greater detail. It's painful to read something like, uh, yes, I'm happy in terms of the wife's question. Yes, this man uh, professed faith in Christ. And as far as we can tell from the reading or the sharing of the story, they were reconciled. Reconciliation is possible in abusive relationships. It is. But the first and foremost advice, the first and foremost responsibility is to make sure that people are safe. To make sure that spouses and children are safe from abused spouses. Uh, friends, we need to protect those that are in danger. We need to. If a person remains in a relationship and they're being abused, they're not living with someone who is displaying any manner of Christianity. They're proving themselves to be a non-believer, and they're not enslaved to that. Part of me believes it's really hard that we're even having this conversation, but we need to. Pastors, I encourage you, seek the safety of the people in your flock. As a pastor, uh, you are called in Scripture a shepherd. And then therefore that means that there is a protective role in your call. Please, please, please assure your flock that you will protect them. Do not empower abusers to think that they will be protected behind some sort of conviction that enables abuse, perhaps for some future spiritual event. Pray for abusers, yes. Counsel abusers, yes. Move abusers in every way you can in your counsel towards repentance. But your first and foremost responsibility is an exercise of the faithfulness of Scripture to those people. 
And in that case, the demonstration of that is to protect the abused spouse and not to have them continue to walk into any manner of abuse or danger of their lives. Friends, I know this This is going to hurt podcast is a bit more somber in tone, but my heart breaks when I see religious leaders uh, proudly telling stories about how they counseled someone and they were continually abused. I understand the end of the story. I understand how it turned out. And I'm sure Paige Patterson never expected that story to become public. But pastors, Christian leaders, we must let spouses know, we must let people know that we will not tolerate or accept any manner of abuse in this way or allow anyone to think that God endorses it either. Friends, if you are in danger, please, please, please call 911. Please, please, please seek shelter from family members or friends who you know will take you in. Do not remain in situations like this. If you know someone who's going through this situation, help protect your friends. Call the police. Just let's make sure that we protect the innocent. Protect those that are being physically abused in situations like this. Thanks for listening to this. I don't know whether it's going to incite controversy. It may very well. I'm not concerned about that. My concern is that those who are abused can find safety. And that the abusers can be brought to justice. As always, if you uh, want to know more about what's going on here, this is going to hurt, or you'd like to interact with me, uh, email me at gordon at jgordonduncan.com. You can find a wealth of information about what I do at my website at jgordonduncan.com. Uh, let's pray for those who are being abused. Uh, let's take action in any way that we can. Let's do our best to protect the innocent. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you.